Meme investing really picked up this year with GameStop and Wall Street Bets, and a huge part of it is driven by online communities. Nowadays, trading apps are also adding community features like asking you to like, share, and comment on articles. And these articles are also community-driven, written by someone who's a user of the app just like you, and not institutions or publications. TFC has a community as well. You can check out our Telegram group. Of course, there have been lots of forums online since the beginning of the internet. It's just natural for people to form communities. So how does the social aspect of investing play a part? Does discussing investments with a group of strangers online help you find hidden gems? Or does it lead to more FOMO, fear of missing out, and therefore bad decisions? We also talk about online pump and dump schemes and what to watch out for. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, my name is Andrew and welcome to another Chill with TFC session. In this series, we hope to bring on interesting and relevant people to help us learn better from various perspectives. Life is not always about learning from the people you agree with. Different perspectives shape us to be more well-rounded in our thinking. So in the pursuit of the life you love, while managing our finances as well, my guest today is the COO of Investing Note, a platform and community for investors and traders in Southeast Asia. As the COO, my guest understands how forums and online communities work. Whether you're a lurker, as they call it, or an active contributor, or just somewhere in between in such forums, I'm sure along the way in your investment journey, you would have come across such online communities. Let's find out what goes on behind the scenes from Ethan Ho. First thing I want to ask you is about, do you follow the whole Wall Street bets phenomenon and the whole GameStop and meme investing? What's your take since you're a community builder yourself? Uh, good question. So I think this Wall Street bets thingy started earlier this year and I feel, I, I do in fact follow that. But, you know, it emphasizes and it highlights that the retail participation is actually pretty strong, right? This is an unprecedented uh, move in at least for financial markets, right? So, of course, there's a lot of hype where, you know, retail, this so-called uh, meme apes, lah, you know, they call it the meme apes. You mean like apes together strong? Yes, 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 you know, exactly, exactly. So, they're on Reddit, they're on uh, everywhere, but of course, uh, when it happens once, people think that uh, strength in numbers, then they can go against the big boys. Lah. So, there's this story behind where you know it's like the different class of investors like the retail and the institutions right so the retails are the guys that are doing these memes right and they are fighting against it but of course we have seen the spikes for real but whether it can be sustained or not that is another question and we all know that who are the movers of the stock market is actually the institutions so it just takes one or two institutions to you know in terms of volume, in terms of fund flows, right, it can just dampen everybody from the retail. So I just feel that, uh, yes, there's a hype, but how I see a community of investors is not simply just buying and selling stocks, but more of uh, building the rapport and investing and sharing information. That's how I see it as a viable, strong community. What do you think about the saying that there could be institutions within Wall Street bets and all these forums themselves? And probably by now, there should be some sort of infiltration within these forums. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is a very valid question. I I, I feel that definitely there, there are some uh, hidden and they're masked, right? But I'm not sure whether that is sort of uh, against the law in any country. But I'm pretty sure that if they do it, they need to have a certain influence and they need to be very influential on certain platforms and they need to build the kind of influence. But I don't think, you know, some fund managers, they have that kind of a time to actually, you know, build that kind of influence because it's different, right? You need to be one of the guys. You need to speak the lingo because yes. every time I go into Wall Street bets, it's actually quite entertaining. You yeah. know, apes together strong and yeah. all, the, all the memes. You kind of yes, need to yes. know that's how they speak. If you go right. with a typical fund manager from a big institution mindset, you're not, you're not going to blend in, right? You're going to stand right. out like and a And it takes thumb. time 
time. It's not like uh, you can just create an account overnight and start to tell, oh, you know, let's let's buy this up. Yeah, nobody's going to listen to you if you don't have like a strong following, which takes time to build. Uh. And you build it up over time. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Precisely. so... Just like I mentioned, every time I go into the Wall Street bets, I, I see all these emojis. It's very entertaining, very fun. But of course, I mean, the whole street bets and the GameStop phenomenon started because somebody started sharing about GameStop itself. And there are other so-called uh, people who think critically and have their own point of view. And they're very influential, like you're saying. They build it up over time. So what's the, what do you think is the, the percentage of like, people who have really opinions that are all value versus all the emojis, all the fun stuff? Okay, uh, I mean, as a community builder, I would definitely say the people who are the key opinion leaders, the numbers would be probably for every 10 people, right? Maybe three, maximum, I give you four of those people who are more vocal and sort of uh, are key opinion leaders. But the rest of the people are retail investors who look up to the leaders. So uh, it's just a figure, right? A rough figure, but if you can see, you know, there are not many people who have the adequate investment and financial literacy, even for, you know, people on the on the ground, right? The everyday investors. So investing is something that is not like food. It's not like uh, cars where you can gain knowledge uh, immediately when you, when you see that, oh, this is a car. I just need to know how much, what's the engine, all this kind of thing. But investing is a very, very long journey. And even if you know how the market works, it is not guaranteed that you can make money. That is for sure. Okay, so what do you think about the the social value of investing in which you talk about it with a group of people you're mentioning? Yes. People get onto these forums, maybe they wanted to hear what others say, but but there could be this opinion that, you know, you're just gonna, instead of like getting expert opinions, you might fall into FOMO. You fear of missing out, right? Like yes. you miss the stock, I want to jump in and then you buy high, sell low and, and all that. What do you think is the percentage of all these happening? I think, okay, very good thing to point out there. Of course, there's always this risk of it happening, right? And when you talk about traditional forums, a lot of people are just, ah, those guys are just, you know, trying to make some noise, make people feel that they are missing out so that pump and dump schemes do happen on these kind of forums. But as a community builder, what a community in investing note, how is it different, right, is that very first of all, we do not let our users delete the post, right? So on forums, people can say that, oh, you know, let's say a certain stock is a buy. After that, if it doesn't happen, they can delete the post. So they don't have any credibility. But for our platform, we have that kind of credibility, that system's in place. And the next thing is when people start to say that, oh, this is buy, 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 buy. But we have come to make this community in such that they are self-regulating. So other members will say that, hey, you know, guys, what is your basis of this, right? The comments are actually very fluid and they're countering each other, right? As a reader, you would say that, hey, actually, this calls for, you know, a spark in the thought, right? I, either guys might be right, or they might be wrong, but the whole objective of a community, right, is to give differing opinions, right? And it's for the reader or the people who are engaged to voice their opinion and hopefully to learn from each other as well. How do you guide that? Because the whole thing about forum is that it can degenerate. <laughs> yes, like yes, it becomes toxic. Yeah, yeah. It is, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very high risk of, uh, you know, a forum becoming toxic. So what do we do, right, is that we have a formal set of uh, community guidelines. So for example, if people were to post some fake news, okay, give, let, let, let's talk about this, this. There was this one instant where somebody posted news from a bogus website. Like uh, those, you know, the true Singapore back then, you know, it was under, you know, right now, I think the government has said that, you know, these are the websites that, you know, are fake news. Be that was before that, that formal... Uh, POFMA? Yes, yes, yep. yes. Before okay. that POFMA, you know, the whole, the whole thing was before, it was a couple of years ago. So he posted this. It said that SPH is going to be privatized. Wow, then everybody was saying, you know, copying away. Then that's when uh, strong community uh, moderators like ourselves, we had to take action. So what we did was to moderate the post. And for us, we also did a quick check on whether it's real or not. So it wasn't real. So we told the guy, hey, guy, please, this is not a, a legit website. It's not verified. It's not verified. And this is considered as fake news. But the thing is, for him, he, he felt that he was just sharing 
right? He didn't know that the the, the news website itself is not his fault. It, it's not. It's just you know came across that article lah. So we told him say, hey, you know what? This is a bogus website. We cannot verify the details. There was no public announcement from uh, SPH at least. So this is considered fake news. Then we gave a warning to all the other members as well. I said, hey, you know what, guys? If you spot any fake news or if you spot any of these rumors that are you know, have dire consequences, please report it to us. We will do the moderation. We will step in. And as a community, I feel that this is one of the key things that we did right. Mm, what other guidelines years. should a community have, online community, uh, to ensure the integrity and the whole development of the, the forum? Okay, so users can report to us if they feel that this guy is uh, just trying to troll or, you know, their fights. Or, you know, some people are just plain internet trolls, right? So they report to us, then we will assess the situation. So how we do it is that we want our community to be inclusive and cohesive. And some of the times, people, when they report to us, right, they'll say that, hey, guys, you, you got to do something about this, this, this. So when everybody comes together, uh, in essence, right, it becomes a self-regulating community. So we teach the users how and why they should stand up against this kind of instances where there are trolls and fake news and everything. So what we did was to teach the community. Uh, it, it took a while. It took a while. It's not like instant, you you you, you set the rules and people will follow, right? So it really took a while for us to train our community members to be helpful to each other. Sounds like there's a lot of policing, if yes. I could put it that way. Yes. Because you know, how, how do you gauge? Because, well, you need to let the community grow and develop on its own as well. But yes. sometimes the administrators need to step in. And, but if you step in too much, then you're yeah, clamping down on the natural development of a community. Yes. I think that's a very valid uh, question. And that was initially uh, the challenges we faced as well. Because when you're talking about online engagement, be it on Facebook, on all the different social medias, uh, uh, Instagram, your TikTok, or even LinkedIn, right? You cannot stop what other people are saying. You know, some of them, pe- different people have different reactions. Like sometimes they will say very harsh things. They will say, uh, sometimes it's just nonsensical. But ultimately, we have that set of guidelines to tell us that, you know what, don't attack other people. Don't call uh, names, you know, don't, don't post fake news. These are the lines that you don't cross. But of course, our committee is finance and investment related. All this got to be that. But sometimes, you know, if people want to have like a light-hearted tone, then we do allow it as well. So I'll give you one instance. I remember very clearly there was this one community manager, a uh, uh, community user. He posted that, oh, I proposed to my wife, uh, to my fiance, and she said, yes, you know. Then there was a very, very big, a lot of comments, people congratulating in. So as community moder- uh, moderators, it was sort of against our rule because this is not related to investing, right? But we felt that, hey, you know what? He took he took the courage to actually tell an online community. And if he ever had a photo on him on the knees, right? So we were, his community uh, managers, we were like, okay, you know what? We should congratulate him as well. So we did. Then he was like, thanks, investing note. So from that, we learned that, you know what? It needs to have a little bit of a human engagement and interaction, not just purely investing in finance. It's not, it will just be so boring. But we have, of course, ultimately, we have to draw the line. If it's totally unrelated and somebody just, you know, put news on, you know, KTV girls, that kind of thing, then it doesn't make sense. La. You guys are the government in this case. Yes, yes, it's yes. A, it's a lesson on, you know, regulating free speech. <laughs> and like, you realise that it might not be as easy as people say it is. Yes, it's, it's definitely not easy. But of course, for me personally, uh, I'm the CEO of Investing Note, right? So my major was in sociology. So I, I sort of know a thing or two about how people think and what's the social behaviour. So there's this thing called governmentality where we, how... You know, governments, uh, I wouldn't say take control, but how they manage uh, the people using a certain set of rules and also uh, sort of like surveillance. Lah. Did you say govern mentality? Govern, uh, govern mentality, yeah, is a term in mm. sociology that there's this uh, example of a panopticon where, okay, so there's this uh, a bit of storytelling. I'm going off track here. So this storytelling, right, where there's uh, in this jail, in a particular jail, right, it was overcrowded and they only had a few wardens. And every night, the prisoners were getting out of hand. And how did they solve this, right, was to create the jail in a circular manner and they put a tower in be- in the jail. The jail is circular and they put a tower in the middle of the jail so that the prisoners will see that, A, there might be a guard 
in the jail. So they govern themselves using this kind of technique. La. But of course, how we do it different is that we ask each of our users to govern each other. Once they see something, they got to report it to us. Mm, so you don't have an equivalent of a, a tower in your case, actually. Uh, right, this government mentality yes. is more of, okay, if I'm understanding it correctly, mm. so like I'm in prison, I need yeah. to take care of myself, not create trouble. Mm. And so in order to do that, I can't have the, the wardens take care of me every night. So you put a tower to give me the sense that there's a warden watching me. Is that... Yes, and uh, it's to prevent correctly? the prisoners from rioting as well. Mm. So they will always have the idea that the warden is there watching over them. But how we do it different, our take, right, is that we ask the prisoners, the, the users, community to members. watch over each other okay. and mm. to report to us. So it is self-regulating in this case, in this in this manner. So it solves a lot of the work and everybody is just cooperating. Yeah, so that was how we did it. Earlier on, you mentioned pump and dump and I think that needs to be regulated as well. Yes, yes. Do you yes. know of any examples of a pump and dump? Okay, so I think this was way back in uh, 2013, there was this case called the penny stock saga, right? I think that is when uh, some of the stock just went all the way up and just on the same day just crashed. So this case, up, I think up to today, it was it, still under trial, right? So there are quite a few pump and dump schemes over the history of in, in Singapore. Lah. I mean, so pump and dump is definitely something that investors should watch out for. And the most vulnerable stocks, are actually those which are smaller cap and the penny ones. Penny stocks. Yeah, because these uh, stocks have lower liquidity and it just takes very little to uh, manipulate the price. La. Okay, so how does a mm. typical pump and dump scheme work out? So I, I go to the forums, I have a lot of people commenting, hype it up, and then when I read the forum, I, I buy in, right? Is, yeah. that, is that how it works? Hi. Okay, I mean, uh, I mean, simplistically speaking, yes. Mm. But I think from the trial of the, I mean, the penny stock saga, right? It's not just that. It's, uh, you know, last time they still had a lot of, they had people called the front runners where they are brokers to ask the clients to directly buy the stock. Mm. Could you explain front run? Because I know that's a specific term. Yes, uh, in definition, you know that some people are the ones that are manipulating by, you know, asking people to buy. Lah. Yeah, so this do not just happen on forums. Actually, person to person is even worse. Because if you know another guy who is your friend, you just say that, hey, you know what? Uh, just buy this stock. Just buy. Ask your friends to buy. You know, ask your family members to buy. It's even stronger than an online person telling you to buy. Because... Person to person, right? There's this connection and this network. So pump and dump, actually, I, I would think, you know, back then, it was more of the person to person uh, attributes la, rather than online. Because of, of course, online does have some impact, but I, I think what really moved the needle, right, would probably be, you know, this person to person, word of mouth referrals. Like, hey, you know what? Just just get this. I've heard many stories la, of people telling other people, oh, just get this, just get this. I mean, last time, even during my mother's time, right? I've heard stories of, hey, you know, the aunties telling them to buy this, buy this, buy this. Sure, go on one, sure, go on one. But in the end, it didn't. Right? So someone has got to start the whole thing and rumor. that's how rumors start. La. Mm. So apart from pump and dump, let's say on an online forum, back to the online community, right? So what other pitfalls should people watch out for? Okay, I think to be in on the online community, right, you have to approach the online communities and in a, in, with an open mind. Who shouldn't use online communities, right? Are those people who believe in what other people say easily. For example, if you are the type that goes on the Facebook and if you see those articles sharing about, in the US, example, Donald Trump saying a certain thing and you don't verify your facts, then these people are the ones that are the most vulnerable in social media, on social media, anywhere, even on TikTok, uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's not just an uh, investing note, right? So that is one. The second one if, is that you need to have some form of knowledge at least a little bit of the knowledge first before you can interact in a conducive manner. So that is important. So, uh, but of course, at Investing Note, we welcome everybody, right? Those people who, who learn, you can, you know, just read the comments and if you have questions, just ask. Other people will help you. We have trained our users to be that way, right? Mm. So it's self-policing. Everybody just contribute. We, we emphasize this a lot and this is where the value of a community is to help each other. 
So another thing I want to bring up is actually why rapport as an online community matters so much. Because if you're not from a finance or even a business background, right, especially when you're a working adult, it is very, very difficult to get started on investing. There are so many terms. There are so many things. There are so many asset classes. And the potential thought of the risk of losing money is, is great. And during our parents' generation, people say that, you know what? Don't play stock market, you'll burn your hands, that kind of thing. So a lot of risk and a lot of unintended consequences uh, until the, 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 the idea of investing. That's why people don't get started. And that's why people you know, tend to pay a premium to go do uh, those easier, like buying funds, robo-investing, etc. But no, no, no harm in that. But ultimately, this one is, we are, we are talking about how you know, investors should have that kind of investment literacy. Right, uh, uh, you know, you got to pick it up, and how to pick it up fast is through an online community where people share on a daily basis, per minute, not even not even on a daily basis. Like the posts keep coming on 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 a minute basis, right? So as opposed to you know going on Facebook to watch catch videos or TikTok to watch people dancing, right? Why not open up the app and read what people are saying about the stock markets? For example, let's say the the this week something is going to happen when there's a Federal Reserve meeting, right? So people are already talking about it. So as a guy who have, let's say I have completely no idea what Federal Reserve is, but I see people commenting, it will prompt me, okay, actually, what is the Fed? Why is this meeting so important? Then it, if I am very serious about investing, I'll probably go Google it. So this actually sparks uh, thoughts. And if you have any question, you type it out. I'm very sure people will help you inside. Mm, so we can write down a list of qualitative reasons about the benefits of uh, using online communities or forums. For example, like I say, rapport and, and therefore learning yes. and having moral support in a way, mutual support. So all these are, are the reasons that we can think about. But can I throw a bit of challenge in there? You know? yeah. Okay, like I can go to all these online forums, but these are not vetted. I mean, it's just anybody can write, right? Of course, you have some policing measures and systems, but anybody can generally create an account and, and write. So there's the issue of fake news. And also I've brought out the issue of FOMO. Instead of like getting qualitative uh, advice and opinions, you, you might get into FOMO and, and buy into the wrong stock at the wrong time, for example. Like, what do you think of all that though? I think that, like I said earlier, there's definitely this risk right there. So what we did was to minimize this risk. And the other part is that we give glory to the people who are posting legit stuff. For example, financial bloggers. So these financial bloggers, they, are, they have their own blogs outside. So uh, we have a lot of them who are actively engaging in the community and people know who they are. So their reputation is at stake if they talk uh, uh, gibberish. Right. So for them, they are the key opinion leaders and we give it back to them. Sometimes we do whole uh, webinars. Sometimes we engage them to write content. Sometimes we give them special recognition in uh, other ways, such as uh, like first invitation to like competitions, that kind of thing. Right. So there are perks of being a key opinion leader mm -hmm. in our platform. And of course, our social community, right, actually gave rise to another class of uh, key opinion leaders. So you have the bloggers, you have the people who are the, the readers and the commenters, right? So this, I call it the middle class, would be the people who are the micro bloggers. So previously, without our platform, they don't have blogs, right? But they do have the financial knowledge. So, so these are the people who are investing and they did their homework. So with investing note, right, they are able to use the platform to do bite-sized content, bite-sized content. Like for example, if they were to buy a certain uh, stock or read, right, then they will tell people that, oh, you know what? Uh, upcoming, this read is going to have a private placement. This is what I think, right? Point, 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 point. Very short, succinct, comprehensive. And once they post it up, other people will be commenting, oh, what do you think about this? Then other people will start sharing. So this class of people are also very active on our platform. These are called micro-bloggers. So these micro-bloggers, right, I'm quite certain they are not on other platforms mm. because we gave them the opportunity to share and they are built a following there. That's why they are inside and they have their own followings as well. 
So there's a reward system, there's a sort of punishment system or policing system in which you, you ban certain uh, things that are not true, for example. And they are talking about the different classes of people within these forums. There's the lurkers, the readers. I'm, I'm just here to read because I, I, don't, I'm, I might not feel qualified to give my opinion yet but I might become a so-called microblogger in future. Yes. And then you have all these key opinion leaders, they could have their own blogs, they could be YouTubers, and they're coming in into these forums, right? And yes. they get recognized in some form. Well, they're already famous. So uh, I'm very curious about these so-called micro, you call it microbloggers. Yeah, I call it microbloggers. They, they might not be blogging. I don't know, to me, it's like sort of a, a street hero. We, we might need to come up with a term for it. <laughs> like I, I come yeah. from the masses, like I'm not yeah, famous, yeah. I'm not a key opinion leader coming in, but. From from the among the people, I rise. Yes, yes, to yes. Sort it's of it's like a, a bit like your Twitter. You know, Twitter. You have a lot of uh, opinion leaders who are. You know, previously, if Twitter wasn't around, they are not opinion leaders. But Twitter was the platform that gave them a voice and gave them a following, right? I call them micro bloggers. Are this class of uh, people who are experienced and they are veterans. And personally, I've met quite a few of them during you know pre COVID period when we are doing fairs and everything. So we have seen quite a number of uh, people who are from that class la, mm. and they are legit and they really like our platform. So that's what keeps us going as well. Any exciting stories from these micro bloggers? Ah, okay. Anything okay. that's of a GameStop level kind ah, of story yes, yes, yes. you want to so, share? Okay, yeah. Good for you to ask this question. So back in, I think, 2018, right, there was this one guy who posted that he made close to a uh, million dollars from one stock. It was, I think, AEM. Yeah, so he bought it 2016-ish. So last I checked, AEM was, uh, in 2016, about 10 cents or 12 or even 20 cents. La. You know, okay, from 10 cents to 20 cents is, is 100%. Double. Yeah, but the range was there, right? And right now, AEM is a 390. <laughs> so so uh, when he posted that, everybody was saying that, ah, guys, anybody can say that he made money. Can you just show us some proof? Yeah. Next thing you know, takes a photo Show snapshot. Show us the receipts. Yeah, of the CDP account. And it was really about 900K, 900 plus K. So that was one incident that I really remembered how he, he made that kind of money from just one stock. Yeah. They have instances, even before the you know meme, meme stock saga. And these people, he wasn't pumping and dumping for sure because he was just showing his, oh, you know what, AM, thank you, AM. I, I love this stock and this is why. Did he share his thinking behind it though? Why did he invest in AEM? Precisely. Everybody was asking him, what's the next one? Yeah, <laughs> what's the next one? Yeah. one? So one he too. did actually share on how he saw AEM, like uh, good company management and uh, uh, you know, the stock has been giving, uh, the company has been giving a lot of bonus shares. Dividend is good, that kind of thing. So it was a list. La. It was a list. And there was a very, you know, conducive conversation there. So back in 2018, I checked AM was 180. So right now it's about 390 or $4. I can't remember thereabouts. Mm, so you're saying that if someone followed this um, this person, this microblogger, this hero's advice and, and invested in back then, although it really doubled for him, yeah. but if I were to look at his post and then I come in, I'm still making some profits right now. Yes. A lot of profits actually yes, right of now. Of course, yeah, definitely. Because for us as a community, right, we give voices to people. But of course, we always tell people, hey guys, you know what? You need to exercise your own discretion on this. We are, you know, you know, adults. We are not like a little kids here, you know, talking about this, but we are adults. And if it makes sense to you, then, you know, it's all up to you. You nobody's forcing you to 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 say that. But knowing this kind of stories, right, will actually spark your mind and tell you that hey, actually there are companies out there which is legit and there are people out there making money as well. And not everybody's looking at AEM. Correct. And not everybody's looking at AEM. There are other stocks, like for example, the recent one was iFast. Yeah, so iFast has been, you know, going up. So there were people talking about it as well. iFast, you know, what is the projection? What, what have they done so far? What they think, right? So opinions, they do matter, especially when you have people coming together from experience, from, you know, many years in the market and people who have done their homework, basically. Mm. And once people say, uh, like, uh, for example, like a certain uh, number of statistics, like let's say in their financial statements, right? Other people start policing them. If it's not true, they will say, hey, guys, where is this source? Yeah. So we, this is one instance where we can see uh, self-policing coming in. So it's been quite a few uh, instances where people police themselves.
mm. especially for that. They scrutinize the kind of uh, data. La. So you see that the conversations to and fro, back and fro, yes. is very robust and people yes. like debate and argue, right? Correct, correct, correct. And as community managers, if we see that there's this kind of conversation, we let it be. But if it's an outright posting of fake news, then no, it's a no-go. We will moderate it straight away. We mentioned that the I'll call it do your own due diligence, right? I mean, you can see some posts yeah, on, the, on the forum, but you still got to do your own own yes. research. But it's just, well, sometimes it's also survivorship bias. Uh, I mean, like, of like a, a successful case study. Like, what, what do you think about that? Yes, I think uh, there's this thing uh, called herd mentality. But that's why I said in the very beginning that people who shouldn't use social media are the ones that believe everything that people say without uh, checking up first. Wherever, which platform, wherever platform they go, right? there are risks to themselves. Let's say if you're in the US and you see, you know, people saying that uh, Biden is, uh, you know, history of uh, uh, scandals and all that kind of, if you don't do your, your research, you'll probably be swayed by that kind of fake news as well. There are risks everywhere and these people do exist. So I would recommend them to, you know, have a bit more knowledge before they take certain actions on any types of social media. Even on LinkedIn, there are also, you know, people who don't do their homework and a scam company comes to say that they're hiring, that kind of thing. Then you'll be falling into the trap. Same same goes for anything. It's like there's no easy answer. You just got to keep yes. practicing, have some critical thinking yes. and read up multiple sources of information. Yes, precisely. So that is why how investing is different, right? Is that we do provide the kind of openness and inclusion into our community. And that's why we work with key opinion leaders to do webinars. Okay, before COVID, it was seminars and events. So last time before COVID, uh, we every every month we will have uh, like a seminar where we get key KOLs, key opinion leaders to come and present. So these are the people who are verified and they know their stuff. So we get people there and you know eventually if you attend, you will definitely learn something, right? And this is how we build the connections between the people. So right now, of course, we have we are in a COVID situation, but it's transited into webinars. So we work with a lot of uh, key opinion leaders to, you know, uh, talk about uh, different topics. Like tonight, we're going to have one talking about leverage products. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the forums itself, any other interesting, exciting conversations, robust discussions that you can remember throughout all these years? Uh, definitely, there are there are a couple of few there are a couple of fights. I think I guess people like to you know be right. Yeah, be right, and especially when it comes to investing and all. But generally, we manage to keep it under control. And if those people continue despite multiple warnings, then we will have no choice to ban them, lah. We we want it to be we don't be conducive for other people to use the platform, right? So that's why I came up with the tagline connecting investors for better investing outcomes. So essentially we are connecting everybody together so that we can have better investing outcomes, be it in terms of knowledge, in terms of trading outcomes, but ultimately it should be beneficial to you. Not just oh go in, listen, you know, oh what to buy, that kind of thing, but Ultimately, it's about building rapport with other people. And if you have any question, you can always ask. Mm. It's about openness. Are we able to quantify whether having all these online robust discussions lead to better investing outcomes? It feels a bit more qualitative still. Yes, yes, yes. So of course, we are not a broker. We are not like a broker that has a community inside and we can directly track people who trade and you know, make money, right? We are, we are not. But the fact that so many people uh, year on year, there's an increase of people using our app, using our virtual portfolio, you know, joining our competitions, joining our tournaments, engaging in the webinars, we can see that definitely they are getting some value out of it. Be it, like I said, whether they are really, really making money or whether they are having the knowledge building, definitely either or 
the the community is uh, beneficial to them. It beats not having having something. Mm. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. How do you build a community? Wow, that's, that's a, a holy grail of marketing and several other businesses. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that that is a very, 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 very good question. You know, this question was what boggled my mind when I first joined Investing Note, right? So basically the the app had very, very little users. So how we built communities was a lot of groundwork. So I think pre-COVID, like I said earlier, we have a lot of seminars. We work with a lot of uh, those KOLs, you know, meeting people, really getting to know all these KOLs. So right now, the people that we've uh, known for so many years, right, they become our friends. And anytime, you know, I can just say that, hey guys, you know what? We are going to do a webinar. Are you keen to do it? Oh, sure, let's go. So we've built that kind of bond with a lot of KOLs. And for us, we also built the bond with the people who are not KOLs, the readers, the the everyday investors who use our app. So we we have uh, many instances where we go to fairs, we go to seminars, right? Then we we talk to people that use our app. So we talk to them. Oh, guys. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a user. So what do you like about the app? And can you give us any feedback? So we take the feedback very seriously, and we take it back to the tech team to say that hey, you know what, guys, we need this. Many users spoke to said this. Can we do this? Can we do this? So the users and the so-called the customers are the ones that ultimately we listen to and we are building the app for them, not just for ourselves, right? So that is how we sort of grew because people knew that we were listening. I think it's not just about finance or, or community building. It's how a business should be, I, I believe, right? No matter whether you're in finance or even let's say you're opening a cafe, right? If the customer say that, oh, your food is too salty, it's too sweet, then out of 10 people, eight people say that maybe you have to reduce the salt a little. Lah. So that was how much groundwork we had to do back then. So I'm imagining a lot of groundwork at the start, you're literally going out, right? Yes. But what makes your difference? Like, for example, do you, do you can you recall something that they give feedback about and then you implemented it and, and therefore it lead to an increase in, in members or engagement? Yeah, so there was this particular person who really liked how the community was flowing, but he felt that Investing Note could have had other features like a virtual portfolio. So the virtual portfolio, a lot of the people who use their portfolio, like say on Excel sheet. So prior to that, right, a lot of people use Excel sheet, like the key in, okay, the date, buy date, sell date, then the dividends, then the key in, key in, key in. So for us, they say that, hey guys, you have the technology, why not just build a virtual portfolio? It's much easier for me. Let's say I buy a certain stock at this time, a few years ago. Then for us, we said that, okay, the app is able to track all your dividends for you. And what's your profit and loss? Everything, we, we track it for you. Of course, you have to put in your own data because it's for you to, to view yourself. So a lot of people have started to use use that feature. Oh, it sounds like a value-added service more than a, a community building tool. Yes, so that one, it's more of uh, how we enhance the user's ex- user experience and the usability of the app so that we keep them engaged as well. So how we made it social, right, is that we allow the users to actually share their portfolio if they want to. Right, so when you share, other people can see what 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 you buy and sell. Mm, so you call it virtual portfolio, but actually it, it could be my real portfolio. I yes. just input my data into it, and you right. you construct a graph, whatever. Right. Other people can look at this portfolio that if I they up. choose, if yes. they choose to uh, let it be uh, what you call it, open, yes. public, correct, yeah. correct. So they have a choice. So another thing is that we have been running simulated challenges, which is like your virtual challenges, basically paper money, and we give you real prices if you are the top few, right? This concept is not new, right? It's been around the last 10 to 20 years. Definitely people have been running virtual paper trading, like they call it. But how we do it different, right, is that what makes it exciting is that you can see everybody's transactions and it's transparent to the public. Real time? Real time. And if the first guy, you can see what he buys and sells, right? So people will say, wow, you know? So the key problem for challenges, let's say they're held by brokers, all this, right? People cannot see what they buy and sell. They only can see that, okay, this guy, 30% return in three days. But I have no idea what they buy and sell. Okay, okay, he wins. But for us, we made it open. We made it transparent so that people can see, oh, actually, this guy bought this at this price. How did he know? And we even have uh, an area where people can put down why they did so. Like, for example, why did you buy a certain stock? And this led to the return. So it's a very uh, open uh, community that we have. The same goes for the virtual portfolio. I can follow key opinion leaders, people that I like, and then I see their trade in real time, if they input the data in real time, of course. Yes, 
Yes. Okay, I, I always have my own doubts about this. I, I mean, I, I like to see what people do so that I get a reference point. But at the same time, yeah, also, you could be falling into a trap of just copying other traits. Yes, other yes, traits. yes, yes, yes. I think that is a very valid concern there because this idea is not new. I think in Europe, it's pretty big. Europe, US, pretty big. it's called social trading where people create their portfolios and people can just pay um, a f- small little fee and they can just copy it directly. And we're talking about real cash here, right? Of course, on the good days, oh yeah, everything is good. Wow, you know what? 20%, 30% return in uh, one, two months. Wow. But when the rain drops, it's going to be hell and you wouldn't know what went wrong. <laughs> And there are apps that let you copy trades. Uh. Yes, so that's what a you're lot, talking about. a lot, a lot. Yes, a lot of these kind of apps. Lah. But for us, we are not, even though we have the functionality, but we are not a broker. So we are trying to go the route where, you know, people share with each other on what they do instead. So of course, capabilities are there, but social trading itself is not new. And definitely it is something that needs to be, you know, thoroughly thought of as well. Lah especially when there's real money involved. Okay. So, so you mentioned brokers. A lot of trading apps are adding community features nowadays. What do you think is the trend of community in the finance domain moving forward? I think uh, with all this meme stock and this Wall Street bet saga, right, people are giving more attention to uh, online conversations because prior to that, nobody knew that, you know, they could have moved the market, right? But like I said earlier, it doesn't happen that often, you know, it is once or twice because if you were to do it too many times, I think the, the authorities will come in, right? Definitely if they step in, then that's it. Second is that you want to do it every time, right? You need to have that kind of influence and you need to be right every time. Let's say if you do it once, yes, you're right. But the second or third time you're wrong, right? Then that's when the levy breaks and everything just crumbles, right? So you need to be right every time. So it's hard. Definitely it's hard unless you're a fund manager hiding behind, right? But we already, you know, ruled out the kind of uh, possibility that uh, fund managers are behind, even though there might be a chance, right? So how we think of this, right, is that it's going to be interesting for a lot of retail investors because prior to these technological advancements, right, they are not able to talk to each other and they are not able to find out who are the ones who are experienced other than word of mouth, right? Let's say 20 years ago, do you know who are the good good ones in the market? Probably just the people who are out in the market teaching causes or stockbrokers. But right now, the whole landscape has changed and micro bloggers, bloggers have step, stepped up to the game and these guys are the ones that are influential and they know their stuff. So there's a lot of uh, knowledge being shared down there. So for me, I think that social communities and social interactions, right, are the best way to spread information. Yeah, some sort of reputation points for members. Ah, uh, yes, like I can give yes, you a yes. kudos, like give a, a tip. I don't know, you know, these are all community features. Yes, yes, yes. So we do have reputation points, but of course the reputation point, okay. So last time our reputation points was a very simple algorithm, right? Where, you know, if you give a like or a comment, you get a, you, you get a certain points. Lah. But of course, right now we felt that, you know, the algorithm needs to be changed into something that, it's more uh, in line with what we feel that is correct, right? So that people can't game the system as well. Uh, we do have that kind of reputation point. Uh, people can be more reputable in our platform. Mm. But I think one of the key metrics is how they get more followers. So some of these influencers inside have 2 to 3K you know, followership. In our platform alone, is actually quite big really because you're not talking about Instagram like let's say Ronaldo has uh, no, 500 million followers because it's finance, right? So for the scale of finance, it's actually quite big really. So I think going forward, more people are going to have engagements, right? You can see from countless of Telegram groups that you know pop out, even brokers having communities. So I think everybody will acknowledge that there is some benefit of communities but how we are different right is that first we are neutral we are not just uh working with a particular broker second is no matter what broker you are you can still use your app still use our app right doesn't matter if you're from uh broker a broker b broker c you can use our app third is that we work with all the different people in the ecosystem from uh, asset management firms to sometimes oh even before covid we had uh, we have worked with a few listed companies to bring our company members to site tours and even a panel discussion with the CEO, C-suite management. So these are the things that we're doing different 
with other communities. I'm, I'm very sure forums don't do that. Mm. Well, we're talking about the future of online communities, right? The, the trading apps I'm using is getting me to like and, and share certain posts, you know, getting me to see what's happening in the online discussions and, and all that. And earlier on, you mentioned, you, we brought up Wall Street bets again. Yeah. It definitely attracted of many retail investors, especially younger people. And actually you can see it from the data because more people are downloading and using Robinhood app, for example. And well, if you can take a step back further than that, well, more people are coming in during the COVID 19 pandemic as well, either because they have more time or they are more interested in learning how to make money. So yes, you can yes. see all these all these data points. Correct. Uh, I think going forward, right, definitely there will be more emphasis on this kind of social communities. Lah. But like I said, and like you brought up earlier, when this online communities and uh, forums thrive, right, even in like your WhatsApp group or Telegram group, right, there's a higher risk of pump and dump. <laughs> because let's say, uh, okay, for me, I have been targeted for by those scammers, right, to join a particular WhatsApp group, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they asked me to buy a they certain give you a stock. Link. Yes, yeah. yes, to buy a certain stock. So I foresee this was going to be very rampant. And once they target uh, uh, many people, right, and you keep joining all these groups, right, it becomes more easy for people to, you know, have these kind of schemes. La. That's why it's important to have a, like a strong community moderation because all these WhatsApp group, your Telegram group, they are not moderated in any way. And even SGX has you know publicly posted an announcement to watch, ask people to watch out for all these uh, you know these WhatsApp and Telegram groups. Well, it depends on the groups you're joining. I mean, yes. my personal ex- experience is that yeah, if it's a pump and dump, it's very obvious. They're always talking about which stocks to buy. But if you join a group like well, the TFC has a Telegram group as well, so we have also quite robust discussions. People asking questions and other people answering. So you can take a look, look around a little bit, look at the content, look at the quality of ideas that's being posted before you, you make a decision. And this is the yes. part about doing your own due diligence, right? right? Back to that point, yeah. Mm. yeah okay. So I totally agree because if those people, right, they are the highest risk, like I said earlier, are those people who have very little financial knowledge and they are the gullible ones. You know, like for example, if someone to tell you that, hey, you know what, this investment will make you 20% per month and to a person who has no financial investment knowledge, right, you say, wow, actually that is not bad. Right? Yeah. But to the people who are in the market, it's like, hey, that's impossible. That's obviously a red flag somewhere, right? So, you know, you got to have a bit of that kind of knowledge lah, before you can even, you know, engage uh, conducively in this kind of uh, online uh, communities. But the good thing is, there are, so there's always YouTube, there's always podcasts. There's always content written by, you know, financial uh, portals that are legit. It is an investopedia. There's a lot of channels which are legit that people should make use of this content. Mm. Yep. So there are different sources nowadays. Yes, correct. Online forums and communities are one of them. Yes. Thank you. For Thank sure. You. Thank you, Ethan. All right. Hey, I hope you've learned something useful today and I truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconuts. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community Telegram group, follow us on our socials, sign up for our weekly newsletter. Everything is in the description. If you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. For more information, check out thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. Before we wrap up today, I have three questions for you. The first question is, what is one core life principle that you hold? For me, I'm always learning. I, I personally do a lot of sports, like I do rock climbing, I skate, uh, I, I, I jump rope. And I feel that uh, whatever I learn in these different sports, right, it can be translated into what I do in terms of uh, my work. Because uh, these sports, uh, of course, they are different. It's physically straining, but the values that this sport gave me is like, for example, perseverance, consistency. If you don't train, you know, you'll not be able to you know, do those sports. Consistency, perseverance, and uh, how to motivate myself. Because uh, many of the times, uh, as a rock climber, personally, right, uh, I need to do my own physical training, right? If not, I'll be going to the wall not being able to perform, right? So even when, you know, there are rainy days, but I know that, hey, you know what? Today is training day. I can't give it up. So I believe uh, uh, whatever values I get from this sport, right, is translated into my work and my career. 
like I'm managing a team in 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 Malaysia right now, right? So we have to have that kind of consistency. Yeah. So that's why I believe, you know, uh, learn as much as you can and learn from different uh, things that you're doing. Okay. It's always interchangeable. Trains your mind as well, especially yes. when it comes to investing. Correct. Okay. What is one piece of financial advice that you think should be shared more often? Don't wait till you are old and working before you get the investment knowledge. That is when a lot of people would, you know, try to get a piece of your money, right? That's what, when I, I, you know, when I, I used to work in a bank, right? In a branch, right? That's when I saw people coming in with million dollar checks, uh, asking to put into a fixed deposit. That's why right. oh, I, I knew that eh, these guys, they have the money, but they don't have the financial literacy. With a million dollars, you can do much more, right? So don't wait until you have the money, then you get the knowledge. Get the knowledge first, so that when you get the money, you know where to spend it and you know where to put it to make it grow for you, lah. Okay, my last question for you. What is an area of your life that you're giving additional focus right now? It is an interesting question. So I believe that right now, investing, growing investing is one of the key priorities. But like I said earlier, I do quite a few sports. But okay, I always believe in uh, having three uh, hobbies. One that makes you fit, one that keeps you creative, and the one that makes you money. So the one that makes me money probably would be investing and trading. Right, the one that keeps me fit would probably be you know the the sports and hobby. But one that keeps me creative would also be some sports and hobby because there are you know tricks and skills to be learned. Okay, so if your work, that's the creative part as well, and yes. then you do your sports. Correct. Yeah. So this is how you kind of divide your time. Yes. Among all the different activities in your life. Correct. Correct. So think of life as a holistic thing, lah. It's not just you know work and you go back home. You just Netflix and chill. Right, you need to spend some time to improve on your personal growth, lah. I think personal growth is something that I really stress on, even to my uh, colleagues. Right, I tell them, you know what, guys, the real learning is not on the job. The real learning is what happens after the job when you go back home. Right, uh, do you take up the book to read, or do you choose to Netflix and chill and sleep? Right. So, a guy who does this for one year, Netflix and chill and sleep. After one year, you never improve. But the guy who picks up a book. And you know, starts to read and start to Google, start to you know YouTube all this stuff, right? Who wants those answers? He will eventually get it, lah. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ethan. All right. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.